Good evening, Ubermension, and welcome to Slow Motion Triple Feature, a podcast in which three friends watch three movies over the course of three weeks. Each month, a different friend will select a different triple feature for their friends to enjoy and discuss. Slow Motion Triple Feature is one of the many fine podcasts brought to you by the American Friend Institute. Kit, could you tell us a little bit more about the American Friend Institute? The American Friend Institute is an organization that honors the heritage of the motion picture arts. We produce educational podcasts about film, including Adam Sandler, A Life in Pictures, and have curated a jury-selected list of the 100 greatest films of all time. The American Friend Institute was founded out of our mutual disgust that The Exorcist was not on the American Film Institute's list of 100 greatest movies. It's also not on our list because no one nominated it. I think we all probably thought someone else would do it. So, no Exorcist, but Tommy Boy did squeak in at number 100. According to the American Friend Institute, Rambo First Blood is one movie token better than To Kill a Mockingbird. I love that. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> um, all right. Well, welcome to the show, everybody. I am your host, Mike Keller, and I am joined today by my good friends, Kit and Andrew. Uh, tonight, we are starting off Andrew's, I don't know if there's a better name for it, but I called it your Superman triple feature. It's like the reign super, of the Superman. Yeah, Superman. The the reign of the Superman triple feature with Superman 2, the Richard Donner cut from, I guess, 2006. What year do we want to say? Uh, yeah, it'd be 2006. Uh, okay. My mic, my, I fucked up my mic. Well, well, well. I like unscrewed it <laughs> from the thing that it was on. <laughs> Mine got real loose, too. On this little stand, uh, I like my I like my mics like I like my women. <laughs> Screwed on my wife. with uh, good personalities. Good personalities, that's right. Okay. Uh, yeah, Reign of the Superman. The yeah. Do you Reign want me to talk Superman about it? Feature? Well, yeah, I mean, I was so yeah. Two thousand six. Yeah. It is a recut of a nineteen eighty one film or nineteen eighty. Uh, yeah. So the story behind, um. Superman 2 is that the uh, the producers wanted to shoot Superman 1 and 2 back-to-back. Um, and so they they shot Superman 1 and then launched right into sh- shooting Superman 2. Uh, and they shot about 25% of Superman 2, I think. And then they decided, they were like, oh, Superman 1... I think they were behind schedule or something, and Superman 1 needed some love, so they then they put all their focus back into Superman 1 and finished it, and then started doing Superman 2 again. And then there was all these issues. Uh, basically, the producers and the director, Richard Donner, hated each other, um, mm. and they would not communicate. And then there was another producer, and basically the, the guy who ended up directing Superman 2, who taking over for Richard Donner, is this guy named Richard Lester. He did... Like hard hard days night, right? Is that the Beatles thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He did that and some other stuff. So I, I don't I think he, you know, had some clout. But uh he was basically like a go between. He was the line producer, I think, on Superman. And um anyway, so I made a mistake, I wanna say, because I think I said last week this movie was good or at least better than Rich Superman two. I think that this movie is not really a movie. <laughs> um, hmm. So I watched it in 2012, and I, I I had to, like, really think back to, like, where was my head when I was watching Superman 2, the Richard Donner cut? Um, I watched it on my computer while I was doing work for school. Um, so I think what happened is, is 
I tuned out everything but the really cool parts of this movie. Um, I think the, the when the movie opens, I think that is all awesome. Um, and then I think some of the, there are some parts of the, the fight in New York or Metropolis, I guess, that are pretty cool. But I had not Real realized. Real quick. What? what? The most important thing I wanted to say on this episode occurs during that fight. And I, I won't. I won't talk about the fight. Feel. Well, okay. Uh, well, I'm sure we'll get back to it. But I just okay. want to say the part where they all blow, the three bad guys blow and all the people are flying around and stuff. Yeah. There's a very quick scene where there's a man on roller skates being blown yes. backwards. Yes. And like, yes. I love that. And that was, that was, that like was the most fun fact. That man was played by Mike. Yeah. <laughs> so that's 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 the difference between Richard Lester and Richard or, and uh, Richard Donner. Hmm. So that was a Richard Lester move? Yes. He okay. is more of a comedy director. Like he made the okay. movie silly. Is that was his whole thing is like let's make this silly. Okay. Um I think that and people didn't really care for that. Um but the thing is is like I don't think Richard Donner shot enough of this movie to really make his own version of it. Um, mm. I think one huge problem with the movie is the ending. Uh, so the ori- the ending of Superman the movie, it ends with Superman turning back time by spinning the planet backwards. That's what Lee said. It is. That's how the movie ends. <laughs> and Lee was, was like, supposed- doesn't he do that in another one? <laughs> yeah. Well, but it so, works differently but- in this one than it does in that one. Because in that one, he... Oh, no. Uh, sorry, go ahead. No, it's the same ending. Here's what happens. No. Because in this one, they don't remember the time that he reversed. But in the first Superman, because I watched the first Superman right no, before no, no. this one. Well, I think in the first, well, first of all, this movie, in terms of like its um, its own mythology, is has no idea what's going on. So we could be both right here. But basically okay. what happened was the ending of Superman 1 is supposed to be the ending of Superman 2. They made it for superman 2 then they just decided in the edit to use it for superman Mm -hmm. 1 just the whole idea the effect everything and then okay but when richard donner came back to do his cut it was since it was his intent to do that ending for superman 2 uh it just he put it back in because that's the because i think i think what happened is it's like okay i'm gonna come back and make my version of a movie of which i shot very little and i'm going i think the idea is that in the end like 75 percent of the movie is actually richard donner's um okay but like he was piecing this movie together with test screen footage and that ending I think is just like a big chunk of like, oh, that was my part of my movie. So I have to use it because otherwise what's the point of doing this? So I think, I think in terms of like, I think if you look at this movie as Superman two, I think it's a lot worse of a watch because it's just like, well, this is stupid. They already did this. I think if you look at this movie as like an oddity, I don't think they should call it the Richard Donner cut. I think they should call it the Richard Donner assembly cut or the rough cut yeah. or something like that. I think that I think it's good they put that dis- I don't know if, if you your version had it, but there's a disclaimer at the beginning saying like, "Hey, this movie is actually not complete. We had to use test uh like test uh 
what is it called when they do screen test test record screen test thank you we had to do we had to use screen test footage and you can tell like there's uh richard or um christopher his Reeves. glasses uh, his glasses his weight like at yeah. some point he's he's much bigger than in other parts of this movie her hair it was so that one scene in the hotel when his glasses kept switching mm-hmm. back and forth i was like what is happening <laughs> like i couldn't because i Love I guess her. over time I figured out like, oh, that must be because, but I, yeah, but it was insane. He's like, why is he wearing women's glasses? And then he's wearing his other glasses and it keeps switching back and forth. This was very, I, will, I won't say I didn't enjoy watching it because like, it's so weird that it's kind of like, what the fuck? <laughs> like it holds your attention. But it really hurt my brain to watch. And I was also texting my parents to be like, I asked them, like, did you see Superman 1 when it was in theaters? And, like, what did you think? And was this, like, a big deal? Because we've all seen, like, 100,000 superhero movies now. And Mm -hmm. watching one from the time period when, like, there wasn't a formula at all for how to do it is, like... It's kind of like I felt watching a movie that like kryptonians had made an emulation of like what earth movies are yeah yeah i agree and here's the thing i i one thing i want to say about that is i think one of the fundamental things that is wrong with this movie for me it it isn't that it's too uh comic booky or whatever it's that it's like it's it seems like the people making this movie thought the source material was stupid and didn't give a shit about it. There's nothing. It's, it's like, uh, uh, and so like, it feels like the mythology is just sort of like an afterthought. And it's not like everything has to be, I'm just saying like the, the, when they show general Zod and his dudes, uh, on the moon breathing, um, like I have a problem with that because I feel like it's like, I'm sure somebody asked like, well, nobody can breathe in space, but they're like, oh no, they're super. They can, they can do whatever. Yeah. Um, and then there's just like where, uh, what is her name? The, the lady Krypton, the Kryptonian lady, I have she's, no idea. She, whatever. She's walking through the forest and she picks up a snake and it bites her. That made me so mad. Her, and that hurts her, and so she kills it. And it's like, well, no, that snake didn't hurt you. You were just breathing in space. Well, and you people later shoot the them Earth's... with shotguns, and they're fine. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So there's, 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 there's a level of inconsistency, and I feel just knowing that, like, this is written by Mario Puzo. Crazy. Uh, one of, The guy who wrote one of the greatest movies in existence um and spaceballs yeah spaceballs um <laughs> richard donner is you know a a a a good he basically these people should know better and production yeah. designed by john barry and i thought that the production design was maybe the best part yeah sure i also liked the look of it like the uh i guess the cinematography which i did not look at who did it but um most of it, I liked it how it just kind of had that like soft, uh, softly lit, and then just kind of I don't know everything like looked kind of like clean and nice and uh, in Metropolis. 
Yeah, I don't think those types of things are the are the problem with this no. movie. I do no, think yeah. that like in you know, I don't want to come at this movie too hard on its like effects. I think um part of it's the time. I do think that with I will say that within the movie itself, the quality is all over the place. Um and but I think, you know, but I also know that they gave when they asked, so the reason they asked Richard and Honor to do this is because people had been asking for it for years, and um, they gave him, like Superman, basically Superman Returns was coming out, which is essentially the sixth movie in the series. Um, it's like kind of a soft reboot, but it is considered part of this canon. Uh, he was given like $120,000 and was very reluctant to get involved. So it's just like, but here's the interesting thing about this and the time we're living in right now. This, <laughs> is, the ex this is the exact thing that happened. Yes. That is happening with the Snyder cut bullshit. Yes. Yeah. It is. It's actually shocking. And it's, it's, it, it speaks a lot. So one thing, one thing to know is it's like, this isn't the internet. Or this isn't. Uh, I shouldn't say this is. This isn't new to right now. Maybe it is the internet. Um, but I, I think, just like the, it's just amazing to me that the um, participation of the audience in the making of movies mm -hmm. is just. It's oh, this has actually been going on for longer than we thought. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just like we have to stop listening to us <laughs> because. <laughs> We don't know what's good for ourselves. I I th and I think the biggest difference between the the Donner cut and the Snyder cut is that Snyder is going to have even less footage to work with. I uh, no, he will not. <laughs> what do you mean? That he was originally shooting the Justice League as they were shooting two movies back to back. They got very a lot closer to the end than you think they did. No, but and unlike with Donner, the footage that the footage that Donner shot in camera was basically usable for a film. The footage that Snyder... I mean, we don't make movies like the way that we made them for Superman 2. They're going to be, what, mostly in a green dome? I mean, I would argue that gives them... The fact that that superhero movies now are essentially animated, I would say that gives them the ability to do whatever the fuck they it want. It requires a budget to do it, though, Hold which, up. like, maybe they have. Yeah. They gave him, they gave him $120 million. Insane. <laughs> he, he has the I'm budget saying, to make though, that, a like, new movie. What you're going to see, though, then, is not really the Snyder it's Cut. A, it's another fucking movie. <laughs> it's, a, it's a new movie, yeah. Yeah, you're right. What might? You're right. So I have had an argument with Andrew before that the Disney cgi remakes i know, are, I know. okay essentially animated <laughs> i know we did have an argument about they it. are <laughs> yes. i just i mean lion king that? certainly yeah well, lion king's all yeah well, i don't know if it's all i didn't see it but yeah. anyway well, i wait, just wanted to say another... mike was right it was a cgi remake <laughs> i have another aside no we can what? cut this last night not last night the night before last i watched sherlock holmes then sherlock holmes game of shadows which is better than the first Sherlock Holmes, I think. Uh, yeah, and, I agree with that. And then Man from Uncle. And watching those, I was like, I've seen them all before, but I was just like, it made the Guy Ritchie Aladdin remake even worse, more incomprehensible. <laughs> <'Cause> it's like, <laughs> whoa, wait, he does know how to make a very interesting movie. 
anyway it sort of feels like like with that real quick i it because i remember when we were when they announced that and i remember thinking like this actually sounds awesome like guy Ritchie must be really inspired right now to want to do this and it's because it's it's so does not seem like something he would want to do and then to to find out that's that was the most like i don't give a shit about that movie but like to have had a movie that was like a very guy Ritchie movie and have it be a disney musical that sounds awesome Mm mm-hmm yeah. And weird, and there's like so much po- that's ripe with possibility. Come to find out, he did nothing in that movie that makes a Guy Ritchie movie. Which makes sense. I mean, I think it makes sense that like John Favreau is the one who excels the most at making these because like there's no hallmark of a John Favreau movie other than like competence. I mean, his writing is like more recognizable than his directing, I would say. Yes. And that makes sense that that's somebody who would like do well with just like basically a studio directed picture. Mm-hmm. But it's like Guy Ritchie, like why would you hire Guy Ritchie and then seemingly be like, don't do anything weird <laughs> in this movie? Yeah, right. Like, I d- yeah, I don't know. It's very weird. Um, but um, anyway, uh, about <laughs> Superman two, the Richard Donner cut. Um, so it's in- what one thing that is interesting to me is uh, I was kind of like looking at comparisons between the Richard Lester and the Richard Donner cut um, and sort of reactions from fans. And it's kind of a bit of a coin toss. Um, some people say that they prefer the Richard the Richard Lester cut because it feels a little more uh, movie-like. Like a movie. <laughs> yeah. And they some people really do prefer the Richard Donner cut cut because it's like oh it feels more like a sequel like it feels more consistent with superman 2 or superman 1 even though it is clearly it's got its problems why does again not finished why does Um, he turn back the globe in superman 1 so in at the end of superman basically lex Luthor, and this is a great i think ending for like it, it it works i think but in superman 1 he uh, Lex Luthor fires two missiles going, I think, in like the opposite direction of each other or something. And mm-hmm. Superman can only stop one mm-hmm. of them. And one of them kills Lois Lane and a bunch of other people. And he like. Breaks it breaks Superman and he just like has a meltdown and goes and spins the planet backwards to turn back time. But I, that's I mean, the only but he only goes he only goes so far as to stop like he to stop lex Luthor. like he doesn't go see it seems it seems it's confusing in superman 2 i think because it's like how far back did we go did we go back to when you killed when lois lane was killed did you go before like where in the timeline do we exist now and also did we uh did we undo like, did we undo the entire missile thing? Because the 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 missile flying out into space is what uh, is what releases oh, yeah. Zod or whatever. Right. So it's like, doesn't that need to happen? So it's it's very um, holy shit. Yeah, it's a bit of a problem. Um, and I will say too, I went and watched the ending and some of the scenes from that were basically that Richard Lester had recut. So a lot of these scenes um, 
you know, like I said, Richard Donner shot them while he's shooting Superman 2. I think all, he shot all the Gene Hackman stuff, all of the Marlon Brando stuff. I think all of that happened kind of early on. And I think Richard Lester reshot a lot of it and did a lot better. Um, mm-hmm. There's like the end, there's an end scene. He kind of does the same thing to her. Uh, I don't know if he does, I don't think he does the spinning the earth backwards, but he does something to make Lois Lane forget but there's a whole scene that's very well acted i think um between the two of them where he's like they're kind of like talking they've already had the conversation that they can't be together and and it's like the next morning at work and they're like having the kind of follow-up sort of post post post-mortem and i think he it's kind of a cheap move but like he kind of relents and kisses her but he like kisses her so hard that she loses her memory or something um <laughs> it's cheesy it's cheesy That's but it is great. but it's but it's well it's well acted and it i think it's i think it's a better sell than this and i also watched um like some of the stuff uh in the fortress of solitude it was just like better lit and it's more dramatic and christopher reeves is giving a better performance also marlon brando wasn't in superman 2 mm-hmm. um it, they used his mother uh as like the the ghost voice oh. um so yeah there's there's some other things some so some people think that the richard lester cut is better um i did find an interesting take i've never seen superman 3 i hear it's very bad but i've seen I've, uh, uh some people have been like actually superman 3 is the best one so <laughs> i was like should i go watch superman 3 before a podcast tomorrow so i can confirm or deny this um but i did <laughs> uh, so anyway yeah i I I did not if 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 we are to talk about this as a movie I did not like it. Uh I, obviously if I'm going to pick a character who's more interesting or the most interesting it's probably going to be like I think Clark Kent trying to hide the fact that he's Superman is maybe more interesting than Superman himself in some ways but that doesn't mean you can't have Superman in the movie and Superman is not in this movie. Superman I... is in the movie at the beginning and then he comes back at the end and there's so much that happens that requires Superman to be in the movie and then he's just not there. I don't know. It's not a Superman movie to me. I think I have a... I have a solution. I know what this movie should have been, <laughs> I feel like. Okay. Um, We can do that. We can get to that at the end. But it's, it is crazy, though. Like, you start... I was first. I was very confused at the beginning because I didn't know. I've never seen Superman one. I didn't, <laughs> and I had to. I, that's why Lee texted you, Andrew, because I was like, "Can you make sure we're watching the right thing?" Because this feel because it felt like a yeah. Like I was like, "Oh, is this supposed to be a recap? Did they put a it recap was. of the movie?" Okay, I, I actually like so the confused. recap because <laughs> I think I think the recap gives you everything you need. Oh, I mean, yeah, I was able to like eventually figure out like. Oh, I think we're seeing something else that was also happening while yeah. the events of Super- of one were happening. So like I figured mm-hmm. it out, but it's funny because like you're not introduced via Superman. I mean, you see him doing some things from the previous movie, but you're introduced via Jarrell and the three weirdos. Um and then I think the next thing you see is like like Lex Luthor is there. And then and then 
or like it's no there's the opening scene with like Clark Kent and Lois and then Superman's not in the movie for I think another like 25 minutes like or Clark Kent like no like it's it's just like Lex Luthor and that lady like in the you know doing their his like jail escape and them going to the Fortress of Solitude and then like some of the like guys landing on the moon and stuff and like Superman's just not there and then Superman comes back for like a thir- one 30 second scene outside the hotel, Superman's gone again. And then like Lex Luthor disappears for like 45 or 50 minutes. Like it's just, it's like such a weird, like who's, it's kind of like you're saying like, is this like Clark Kent or super like sh- whose movie? It's like, I don't know whose movie this is. There's four bad guys. Mm-hmm. I had a very hard time figuring out like, what is Lex? <sighs> I have, I'm trying not to treat this like, you know, I don't want the. It's not like a how did this get made movie because, like, I understand how this got made. Like, this is not really a movie, but it's still just like it leaves you with so many questions about who the fuck is Superman and how does being Superman work? Like, what, <laughs> what, what's like right. basic, like a basic motivation for any character other than probably Zod? Like, I don't really know. It's it's also just not. Yeah, it's not fair to me because it's like they gave uh they gave an old man whose career was winding down a hundred thousand dollars to do an impossible task in order to generate publicity for a new Superman movie. Yeah. It's just, you know, it was a drop in the bucket for uh Warner Brothers. They didn't give a shit. But it was like a they knew how much it meant to other people. Um, and it's like sometimes the best thing you can do is not give people what they think they want. And this was a case of that, I think. So it's, yeah, it's, I, but yeah, I agree with you. I, so I, I just, yeah, I didn't, I didn't enjoy it. I, I, it's, it's, um, so much of it is, is kind of like very cringy and hard to watch. Uh, it's not the, the things that, it honestly, maybe it would have been better as a comedy. Maybe I should watch Superman too. The scenes of Gene Hackman and that other dude hanging out. Like I love Gene Hackman. Ned Beatty. Yeah, that's it was. okay. And yeah, I like Ned Beatty. Gene Hackman makes made me laugh a little bit. Like he just he's so funny. He's not really trying here, do you think? Maybe I think he's doing what he always does in a comedy, okay. which is not try to be funny at all. Which is why mm-hmm. he's so funny. Like there were okay. scenes. Ugh, I want to find. He said a line in the part where they're like doing their prison escape that made me laugh. Or like when he's with the woman in the cave and he says, "Like why didn't you go before we left?" And then she says. That was two days ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh See, so funny. hard. That's funny. Um, yeah, yeah. But those scenes of them, just like the scenes are so long and slow. And I'm like, I know. so I don't think the comedy is good because I think, and it goes to my rewrite for this movie, is that there's like an emotional core to the story that could be very affecting if they were willing to like take the material seriously yes and yeah, i agree you know we've it's weird okay i have a question like i actually i've watched 
probably I mean how many seasons of small there smallville are there like 15 or something like we <laughs> I've collectively watched like at least a hundred hours of like Superman material to to the extent that that is accurate like I know some things about Superman but there's also this movie revealed there's some things I do not know about Superman like why does Jor-El have an S what does the S mean on Krypton because it doesn't mean Superman I don't is that a K in Kryptonian or something or see here's the yeah (laughs) or J yeah Man of Steel has like kind of an explanation for that but no no one I don't think that's I don't even think that is built into the original Superman lore okay this point okay so that has no answer (laughs) yeah it also means then like so when so where did Superman get his costume like did he make it it was it's, in the tube with them. Yeah, the, it's it's blankets. Comment. It's made of Kryptonian blankets. But he put that. But where? But who made his it? His mom. His mom made it for him in the first movie, I think. And she put the S on him. So maybe that's like his father's symbol. It is. Okay, so it's to like connect him to his dad somehow. But I think this. Yeah, it is. But they. I think what <laughs> this movie kind of. I think adding serifs and stuff. It's like so identifiable as an s like it's mm-hmm. too it's too much of an s like what if it was just like kind of an s mm-hmm. and that would i think that would maybe i think your brain would connect the dots a little better mm-hmm. i think if it looks like a uh you know times new roman s yeah it's like that is very very specifically ns okay i'm gonna have more questions i was gonna pop in real quick just with my i had very few thoughts on the film um but uh, and I actually, I think it's, it's been, it's, it's very interesting listening, uh, to both of you talk about it, but I watched before this, I rewatched the first Superman movie, which I think I, I'm how, pretty how sure was I'd, it? you know, it was actually, it was good. You, you know, I'm not a superhero movie fan in general, and it did suffer from, I mean, that movie was, it's two and a half hours long Jeez. and it honestly, there's so much setup that, yeah it's not until the last 50 minutes that uh, Lex Luthor, like Lex Luthor appears here and there, but it's like, he's not really, the plot isn't really revolving around him in any way until like the last hour of the movie. And then that's when, you know, Superman has to defeat him and stuff. Um, So that was kind of baffling, but it was also like, it was really beautifully shot. uh, And they took their time, like when he's in Kansas and he's growing up and um, his origin story was like, it was very slow paced, which was interesting uh, for a superhero movie. But I don't know. It was weird because I've only seen a handful of the Marvel movies, but it was just weird comparing it to like Black mm-hmm. Panther or like Guardians of the Galaxy, um, which obviously came so much, you know, decades after that. But it was like it was almost the same thing. Like, it's just like, here's a really long origin story. And then here's another half of a movie tagged on to, you know, and I like, you know, like I like Guardians of the Galaxy, but like so many of the Marvel movies I've seen, it's just like it's a movie and a half. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, they're just setting up a big franchise, which apparently, like you said, like they've been doing this for decades mm-hmm. uh, between the Snyder cuts and the, you know, just setting up a sequel. Because at the end of the credits for Superman one, it says like coming next year, Superman two yep. or something like that. Yeah. But no, but I mean, it wasn't a bad movie. The 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 70 was 78 one. And it was interesting. 79. 79 okay. With the Williams score, it was mm-hmm. hard not to constantly think of Star Wars. Um, just, uh, I don't know. But I mean, at the same time, like, I, I know that the Snyder Superman films, which I haven't seen, there's a lot of, like, 
Christ imagery in that. And like that, mm-hmm. the first, you know, the first uh, Superman 79 was pretty, it wasn't like, like totally over the head or anything, but it was kind of like, here's your secular Jesus, you know, or here's your American Jesus or whatever it would be. This one had that too um, a little bit. Yes. And that, so, yeah. So going into this film, I have not seen Superman to the the original theatrical cut. So this was I was like, I'll just kind of go into this one pure. And I, I wished I'd had time to watch the theatrical cut, but um, it was it was jumbled. Um, but this one felt like you kind of uh, said Lester was a little more jokey, um, which I didn't I don't hate. I like that in my super in my comic book stuff. I like like little things of humor, like one of the things was like the the bathroom gag in the Fortress of Solitude. Um, I, I just it's funny like and it's there like I'm not watching this movie gags. yeah <laughs> and, and I think because I don't watch I, I think I don't get out of a superhero movie what some people do where they seem to really like get excited and get into it and I think there's like you're kind of like living vicariously through the hero and I usually don't get that feeling when I watch a superhero movie um, not because it's there's anything wrong it's just it's not really my genre so I don't mind when they have silly jokes or things like like of the marvel movies my favorite is guardians of the galaxy because it's got this kind of humor to everything uh anyhow um and then yeah like at the beginning of this one when lois draws the glasses on clark and like figures it out i think i could see how a real comic book like a a diehard fan of the comics or maybe the earlier serials would be like like oh they're they're kind of like winking like they're they're not taking this seriously enough and you know um they're they're finding these like these jokes everybody makes about the comics like how did lois not recognize clark kent with superman and then they're they're trying to be self-aware and play into that and that would tamper with your enjoyment of the film didn't really bother me but but this film was weird and it was it was kind of a game of the most interesting thing about watching this was especially not having seen the theatrical cut was trying to be like um that's it's for a big budget Hollywood film. That's such a weird thing that just happened. Was that because it's the Donner cut and they only had limited resources to work with? Or was it be, like, is the movie always that way? It was, it was a hard, it was hard to like or dislike it, but it was sort of interesting. I, I think really, I, I ran out of time. I think I would be able to say more interesting things if I was able to compare it uh, to the theatrical cut. Um, or, you know, I would have more to talk about or more of a ground to stand, I suppose. But, uh, but yeah, I didn't I didn't not enjoy the movie and especially the end, uh, like the showdown with Zod and um, Superman and everything. I like, would there's two, cool. there's two things, two things I want to say to. Well, one thing I want to say to what Mike just said is about the the thing where Lois uh, like figures out it's Clark Kent at the beginning of the movie. I conceptually, I really like that. Like I was mm-hmm. like, every Superman movie should just begin with Lois Lane figuring out that Clark Kent is Superman immediately. Like, let's just get that out of the way because I think she sees him up close all the time. Uh, it just makes sense. I think in this, in the edit of this movie, I think it's, a, it's another example of just like, oh, Richard Donner must have shot this so it had to go in the movie because she does the same thing again and to much greater effect. Uh, it's much subtler. It's at the friggin' Niagara Falls thing. Mm-hmm. she's like cleaning his glasses or whatever it's great like i think that functions so much like that serves the same purpose and we don't need the gag of her attempting to commit suicide to get superman right. to come out but that was weird i her committing suit her committing suicide 
I fucking loved that. I loved her just jumping out the window. I loved her shooting him. I was like, that's really funny. My problem, and I agree with you. She does the same thing twice. At first I was a little, I like it. At first I was a little confused by her. I was like, wow, she's going to realize he's Superman at the beginning of this movie. Because like, I've never seen the first one. Like, I don't, I don't have a lot to compare it to. And that was like, wow, that, I thought this movie was basically about Lois Lane not realizing he's Superman. So like, that was interesting. Mm -hmm. Here's my, my issue, two issues with it. One, why doesn't the movie when I was watching that scene, I was like, wow, this is so strange. I wonder if the movie is going to end with this same scene. And I was like, when 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 he turns back to Earth, I was like, holy shit, it is going to end with the same scene. And then it doesn't. And I really wish it had been back to that, like, office day. And he just had some kind of better plan for, like, throwing her off the scent or something or even there could be some kind of emotional thing where like Mm. what if she does actually remember but she knows she has to pretend that she doesn't realize it because they can't be together like they're like like all of that like so that and so at first i was like oh this is gonna have a really good payoff and then it has no payoff and then and i assume that this is not exclusive to this movie where this is a problem but (sighs) I have such a hard time understanding the dynamic of Clark Kent slash Superman and Lois Lane because, okay, the beginning of the movie, she is confident enough that he is Superman that she jumps out of a window knowing that he's going to save her. I really enjoy the fact that he does save her, but he has to make it look like like chance, like, and then she, <laughs> like, that he just let her die. I mean, like, that's really funny. Um, but okay pass does that i assume that convinces her that she that he's not superman at least for the time being but then when he's clark kent i'm like okay so is superman as a guy a huge nerd or is he which seems more likely adopting like hunched shoulders and a stupid hairdo and like no he is he's adopting it. it right He's adopting it. Yes. Okay. Which then I'm like, okay, everything about Clark Kent is an act, which brings like an like an air of sociopathy to like all of their interactions, especially since he's constantly pimping her to talk about Superman. Like as much supposedly he's doing this. In, because it's imperative that no one realizes he's Superman. But then he's, I guess, his kink is hearing Lois talk about what a fucking loser Clark Kent is <laughs> while she praises <laughs> Superman because he's constantly saying, like, Yeah. I'm sure he's I'm gonna, sure you're just talking about that great guy, Superman. Yeah, you know Superman is just gonna be cranking off in his hotel room later to that <laughs> right. conversation. So, so I'm just yeah. like, okay, and even even once he fucking turns back the earth to get her to forget yeah. that this happened, the yeah. first thing he says when he sees her again is like, hmm, like writing about Superman or something. Like, tell me what you know, but, like so But I think I think I don't think it's communicated particularly well. I think the idea is that Clark Kent is wrestling with this. I think he actually wants Lois. I think Lo- Superman is, a lo- is, is typically a lonely character. He wants to have 
He wants Lois Lane to know. Mm-hmm. And I think that's I think that's what's and happening I, in the first beginning of this movie. Believe me, I'm so here for that. Like, please, that's great. But the movie isn't clear enough. I agree. That that's right. what's happening. But that's and then there's the other the other half of it, which is that okay, in that scene in the hotel room where she's like negging Clark again and like talking about how like you could be good looking if you stood up straight. Uh, have I told you about Superman? And it's like she is minutes away from shooting her colleague <laughs> to prove <laughs> that he's Superman. So what was she doing in the first part of the scene? Because I don't think that she's, like, trying to goad him into admitting he's Superman. I really don't. She's playing that scene like, I'm an idiot and I don't know that this is Superman. (laughs) This is my nerdy colleague. But then in the next second, she shoots him because she's so sure that Clark is Superman. I think think this is the problem with uh using screen test footage uh to patch your scene together i think you're sitting there as an editor watching this over and over again and we're and you're adding all this context in as you watch it every single time that the audience just isn't given yeah yeah it was um that was really baffling and i feel like maybe this is the time to say what i thought the movie should have been because oh boy the problem yeah. to me for the for the listener <laughs> Kit just pulled out a big notebook. (laughs) Seriously. I said, oh boy. (laughs) I I think the problem with him, with Clark Kent being an act, I think, is that instead of him just being like the same personality as Superman, but nope, I don't know, he's... He doesn't. It's, it's almost like the, the thing that should make Clark Kent a pussy is that whenever there's trouble, he disappears because he has to go be Superman. But it makes it yeah. seem like, oh, wow, Clark just fucking ran away when I was in. You know, like that could be the source right. of like his nerdiness kind of. And then sure, he wears glasses, whatever. Um, but the fact that he, that Clark Kent basically doesn't exist, which he should because. I mean, he was raised by the Kents. Like, there is a Clark Kent persona, I think, that is real. And it is truly Superman's personality. But the fact that he's acting the whole time, there really is no Clark Kent in this iteration of the character, is that I think the movie should be about Superman going to his dad and being like, I love this woman. And... You know, Jor-El could be less of a fucking prick and be like, um, I understand. I think that this, you know, is probably not going to end up being a good thing. But if you really want to be with her, you need to aerial it and become human. And then Superman does that. And instead of just then immediately getting into a fight (laughs) that results in him going, fuck, I've made a huge mistake. My dad was right to tell me that I was like basically a disappointment and irredeemable and I need to go back four minutes after I gave up my powers to like get them back again. What should have happened is we should have spent most of the movie with a Superman who has no powers and is Clark Kent and actually enjoys it. And we should have seen Lois realize actually the guy that I was in love with was Clark Kent, not Superman. Like, yes, it's great to be flown all over the world, but the guy that I like is actually Clark Kent. Like, I'm sorry, but an hour of this movie needed to be just a straight-up romance between two normal people. <laughs> like, and her her realizing that the man she loves is Clark and him realizing that 
he actually is a happier person not being Superman. And then Zod and the other two guys show up and he realizes that not being Superman is not a possibility. And then he has to go back and get his powers. And there's an actual sacrifice to be made because he was actually enjoying not being Superman. And Lois, it means more because Lois is in love with Superman, not Clark Kent, because the only thing she sees Clark Kent do is give up his powers. Like, they fuck when he's Superman, not when he's Clark Kent, which, like, they fuck when he's Superman. Then the only thing that happens when he's Clark Kent is he gets beat up, which fucking... I've never hated anything more than I've hated seeing Christopher Reeve get beat up by a man 50 years his senior and a foot (laughs) shorter than him. That made me so mad. Like, just because Superman isn't from Krypton doesn't mean he can beat up this senior citizen. My God. Like, is that... Well, Superman does do that at the end of this movie. He flies (laughs) all the way back to Niagara Falls to beat the shit out of this dude. He does it as Superman, which is like, well, now I I really... That's really wrong. (laughs) I know. Um, and it's also upsetting because the thing that really makes him go, I made a huge mistake, is that he gets embarrassed. Not really. I mean, yes, they see the perfectly timed television broadcast that these people have shown up and, you know, Lois is like, it's not your fault, whatever. But it really does feel like getting humiliated by an old man is what made him go, oh, wait, I can get <laughs> beat up in a fight? Um, like, there's nothing... <laughs> And then, like, it makes him weak in character, which Superman ex- is not supposed to be. Exactly. That's yeah. what I mean. The point of this movie should be that Superman, first of all, that Jor-El is wrong and that Superman is actually the thing that makes him Superman is his compassion and his love, even his love for Lois. Mm-hmm. Like, which instead, this movie says, no, Jor-El was right <laughs> about everything. <laughs> um, and that was in Marlon Brando's tr- uh, contract. That right. <laughs> and that his that Superman's character is what makes him Superman even more than his strength. Like, I'm sorry. I know I've had a lot of years of s- comic book movie watching on these filmmakers, but it's like, isn't that kind of like a basic thing? It's like, yes, the powers are. And I'm saying before movies, before, you know. In comics, like, you don't love these characters because of the cool shit they can do. It's because of, like, the person that they are. The stories are based on them having to make, like, difficult choices. But, like, none of the choices he makes seem difficult, even though it's, like, the scene between him and Margot Kidder, like, particularly her acting in that scene where she's, like, realizing that they can't be together. I'm like, this is great, but there's... (laughs) the meat of this is missing because the movie didn't even really show me why this is the case. Like, why can't they be together? She wasn't really, I guess they show the guys use her to get to him, but that's not going to stop happening. (laughs) As we know that that Mm -hmm. doesn't work. You can't be, you know, Peter Parker can't just be like, I just won't be with Mary Jane and then she'll be safe. Like, no, that doesn't happen anyway. Anyway, that's what the movie should be about. I think you're right. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's weird, too, that, like, they didn't arrive closer to that because these movies were both conceived together. 
and I guess not fully filmed back to back, like you were saying, Andrew, but like they knew they were going to make a sequel. Uh, a good chunk of Superman two clearly pulls right out of Superman one, mm-hmm. you know, like picking up like the day after kind of stuff. Uh, so yeah, it is weird that they, cause like maybe they felt like, Oh, people are going to want to see action or whatever. We got to keep them with his powers, but, but they already they, don't do that. They've already made the decision to make a, a Superman movie with very little Superman in it. Um, yeah. So yeah, it is, it's, it and seems I, obvious, but I guess it's because we're in 30, I, 40 years later. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind a Superman movie without Superman if it wasn't like, if the villains weren't like more interesting, I think. I think one of my, you and I had this discussion a, a while back about villains. Like, why can't villains be just evil anymore? And I think Superman 2, the Richard Donner cut is why. Because it's painfully stupid. I do not give a shit about Lex Luthor. I do not give a shit about uh, General Zod. And Zod they... is actually one of the most... That was my problem. Is like, From what I know about General Zod, he's one of the most righteous villains in comic books. Yes. He has a very good reason to be pissed at Jor-El. And yes. he has an actual point. Like You can't just like dismiss... Like yeah, He got he's... screwed. <laughs> He, yeah, he did. He's a bit of a he's a bit of a Nazi, but like he he his intent <laughs> is to save the world. Uh, and I just I have an issue with just like um, villains whose motivation is I just want to rule. I just want power. And it's like you already have it, dude. You're already stronger than everybody. Um, so, yeah, it just makes them it makes them very boring and one note and not fun to watch or listen to. Um, also. I understand that Superman realized that he couldn't uh, beat these three using his muscles. Um, But it's just very funny that in the middle of a fight, he just flies away. I thought he was about to come back. Like, I was like, (laughs) it's so strange that the movie doesn't give you a way of understanding the conclusion that he's come to until you see him. Until he does it. Caught, yeah, show up where you're just like, when the people said he flew away, I was like, I was honestly sitting there like, no, he hasn't. He's probably just like, he's winding up for something. Like he had to get more distance and then he's right. going to come back. And then I was like, oh, wait, he did actually leave. <laughs> like, and it again makes you think like, Superman fucking sucks. Like, yeah, because then and then he he takes their powers away, turns them into, you know, mere mortals and then just murders them. They all just get murdered. <laughs> Well, well, Lois Lane kills the lady. I know that too. That's well, the also one guy just up. falls. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's true. The big guy just falls off the edge. I don't know why losing his powers made him gave him vertigo or something. But the fortress he of tried, Sol- no, he tried to very fly. Slippery. No, he tried to fly. He jumps oh, off. Oh God, I didn't even f- get that. I thought he just fell. Yeah. Oh. No, well, yeah, it's what it looks like. But so it, he's like trying to. Is fly the out part of- where Lex Luthor immediately betrays Superman was that part of Superman's plan? Yes. Okay. Like that's. That's cool. That's a yeah. good use of like Lex's own powers against him, I guess. But yeah, it just looks like a TV movie. It looks so bad. Yeah, it looks horrible. Not... And like... when the fortress was ruined, it looked like they just drew smudges onto <laughs> the screen and like put it over it to make it look fucked up. It's yeah. It's well, very... why does I was also very curious. So like when in the beginning of the movie, when Lex goes to the Fortress of Solitude, there's no reason that I could figure out why he was going there 
other than to get information that he couldn't have known was there to even get. Like, he goes somehow to the North Pole or wherever that is. And then what he ends up finding out is very crucial information, which is that these three guys have escaped and are coming to Earth. But it's not as if Lex heard, like, oh, these guys have been wreaking havoc and I am they their powers sound like those of Superman I wonder if I can get more information about them I'll go to Superman's hidey hole or whatever and then gets there and hears that information he just goes to the fortress of solitude for unknown reasons and then ends up yeah. hearing information from Jor-El that he didn't know was possible to even get when he decided to trek also <laughs> again it's weird to nitpick this, but they shot it this way. When Superman realizes he needs to get his powers back, he just, I guess, like hitchhikes to the North Pole, and he's not I gotta cold. Say, I, let me just say about the <laughs> about this movie. So we know from human history that going to either pole is considered one of the most difficult <laughs> tasks a human can endure, and many, many people have died in mm -hmm. the pursuit of this goal. And yet, this movie has people going to the North Pole as if it's a trip to the grocery store. Yeah, just back is, and forth. And in street clothes. Dude's wearing fucking loafers. When, the point, a fucking when the point of the scene is he is human now. Like, he has no powers. But right. he's okay with just, like, a members-only jacket. And also, like, right. a truck drives by him. It's like, make it be in Alaska. Like, why does it <laughs> But the shot, the sh like the shot of of like f after the, the him getting passed on the road, like the next shot is just like his hand coming over the his ungloved hand in yeah. ne in negative fifty degree weather, just coming over the top of a of an ice uh, glacier or whatever. It's well, just yeah. like oh, so wait, this dude can do this, but he can't beat up that old man in a diner. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so dumb and it's like i kind of like it was way too long and stupid but yeah the scene of of lex and what's her name like that had a tone to it that was like if this was more consistent and t more tightly edited like that's fun and campy and like there were some funny lines and i enjoy i love gene hackman so I was like that could be fun but in no way does that scene of them like I'm not going to question them like mushing across the tundra in this in this movie if that's not what if if that's just the tone of the movie but then the other tone of the movie is like f a frostbitten superman like hitchhiking to the fortress of solitude right and I'm exactly. like okay <laughs> yeah that's I mean and that's and that is that the tone of this movie is that this movie doesn't know what it is um yeah. it's you know superman <laughs> wouldn't go back and fight that old dude at the end superman uh the 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 thing uh with jor-el like um he's a recording when lex luther goes and sees him but when superman goes and sees him he's not a recording yeah it's like the last bit of his essence or whatever very confusing um superman what else does he do there's um one one hang on oh the thing about time travel and that and and your memory i don't totally understand how those things cor correlate i don't i don't get it i don't understand why they went back in time why does why does lois lane lose her memory anyway this movie doesn't know 
What? Well, yeah. Why is there even a memory for her to lose if she truly, if he truly reversed time? Then she hasn't even made that memory yet. So like, right. Why? So she's exactly. It's like as soon as she gets, they, he gets back, and she's just like, I feel like there's something I don't know. It's like, why do that? You don't well, need to do that. And he, in no. this case, he did it only for her, right? Yeah. Okay, so he turned back time exclusively so that she would forget that he was Superman? Yeah, he undid the births of 500 million babies. Even though she, in, and she is presumably as on the verge of realizing his, he's Superman at exactly. all as she was at any time. Also, did you notice that there was a shot of people from 2006 walking down the street inserted into yes. that scene? That yeah. made me laugh so hard. <laughs> Mm-mm, I didn't notice there was that. B-roll of clear like 2000s era like New Yorkers walking awesome. down the street just like down the and sidewalk. it was like I, I kind of so like that I kind of like the I, I would like this movie a lot more I think if like they it was sort of like even less consistent in that way kind of like you know like a few years ago like a bunch of fans remade Robocop and each like different filmmakers did different scenes mm-hmm. and it's yeah. like it's just like kind of like pieced together and weird um like some of its claymation and stuff it's like I, maybe that would have been cool like, I, yeah what if they, i they don't disagree i think more of an oddity i think they put like my sense i have no clue but it's just like well we have to use every drop of richard donner footage that we have yeah and which it's like i and i haven't seen what the other cut was but it's like yeah if this movie was more it needed to remove maybe more than ad like yeah yeah i think the attitude is and i think this is building off fan expectation is that this needed to be the definitive version of this movie and it's just like this is not a blade run and that's the thing like i don't want to like i don't want to come out hard against snyder cuts which is what we call director's cuts now um (laughs) i don't want to come out hard against snyder cuts because it's like there are times in history where uh it has made a bad movie good Mm -hmm. blade runner is a great example mm-hmm. of a movie that flopped and that people were fat. There are very irritating things about the theatrical cut and now they've made five <laughs> different versions of it. And at least three of them are very, very are masterpieces. Um, so it, yeah, it's hard for me to like hate on the idea of this so much. And yeah, I don't like the idea. I think, I think it the biggest thing is just not being honest about what it is. And then, and then doing it based on fan expectation. Like, I don't know what the story was with Blade Runner. I don't know if people were, like, marching in the streets, uh, you know, making change.org petitions in order to get the final cut of Blade Runner. But um, I feel like that was more of an internal yeah. decision, you know? And even, like, there's a, a, another one. Like, Kingdom of Heaven is another one. Um, mm-hmm. Many Ridley like Scott that, movies. Yeah, it happens a lot. Where it's just, like, that's a very very bad hour and a half movie but like there's a four hour version of it that's whoa this is actually very pretty good (laughs) um so but uh, yeah again i don't think that people walked out of the you know the screening of kingdom of heaven were like man we gotta get we gotta get the snyder cut out of this sucker Mm -hmm. um so i don't know maybe it's just like the direction that the ask comes from that (laughs) decides whether it's going to be good or not i don't know well yeah like because it didn't feel like 
Richard Donner had like a burning passion to like make this version of the movie. They had to, they had to like twist his arm to do it. They were going to do it without him. They were going to do it without him. They just, so that might be why he did it. I think so. Maybe. maybe. Yeah. Like they had like the editor who did it was in, who I guess was not that experienced either. Um, He was like the dude who was like in charge of it. So my guess is Richard Donner probably came in for like, a couple of weeks and just like sat there with the editor and was just like, well, this is, this should go here. This should go there. Um, no. I think that's it. But like they, you know, like, and then they restored, um, you know, Marlon, Marlon Brando to the movie. Uh, they added more Marlon Brando. Like, as I said, like the thing with Superman's essence, like, or, uh, Jor-El's essence or whatever, like that, like him restoring Superman, that didn't happen. In the Richard Lester well, cut. Because it's fucking um, stupid. Because he just said, hey, you give up your powers. This is irreversible. And then five minutes yeah. later, it's like, well, there is one thing I can do. And he's such yeah. a fucking dick to his son yeah. while he's doing that. He's such an asshole. It's just because they wanted to put more Marlon Brando in the movie. Because <sighs> he's in he's in Superman Returns. Marlon Brando is. So they wanted to do... Yeah, I think they were just capitalizing on how they had figured out how to add Marlon Brando into. Uh, I I will Returns. give this to Christopher Reeve as an actor, which is that it is extremely difficult to watch people be mean to him. <laughs> like, yeah, I hated watching him get beat up. I hated watching Marlon Brando be such a dick to him. Like, you do just kind of automatically, I guess, care what happens. Yeah. To him. I liked him. I thought he was a good Superman. He's certainly that like, was... I'll I'll also say he's the only Superman I can think of who actually looks hotter as Superman than as Clark Kent. Although right. I said that, I like made that note. And then there was the part after he and Lois Lane fuck at the Fortress of Solitude where he's standing like talking to his dad in just his like, <laughs> just Clark looks... Kent pants and his shirt. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> holy shit. I also like, yeah. Oh, and Lee and I, that whole scene were like, holy uh, shit. He looks and acts exactly like Tom Cruise. Like I know I'd see yes, Tom Cruise. And I thought about. Okay, good. Yeah. He, he was so Tom Cruise. Like the, he was doing like a lot of stuff with his hands. And his head mm-hmm. tilts, and I, we were we were both just like Jesus Christ. I also love mwah, Chef's kiss to her, like walking out in his like Superman shirt, as as Lee called it, like that's her version of like the boyfriend shirt. That I loved that. That was awesome. <laughs> anyway, yes, he is. He's better looking as Superman. Most Supermen, like obviously Clark. Although I mean, still, when she's just like. I still hate when she's treating him like I hate people acting like Clark Kent is not hot. That fucking also is infuriating, which means I have a big problem with a lot of Superman <laughs> stuff. Like, and I'm very curious to see how they treat that in like Man of Steel when we watch it. I don't know if he spends a lot of time as Clark Kent in those movies. Um, yeah. I think in, in the thing that I think is interesting is I think he tries like Zack Snyder tries to blur the line more between mm-hmm. Uh, between Clark Kent and and Superman. Well, it seems and like that version like, of Clark Kent from the trailers I've seen is like a lumberjack, basically, like sure. not a newspaper nerd. No. Um, I wanted to. Um, I saw something this week that they're making. They're remaking. She's all that, but gender swapped, and uh, 
the it made me think it i probably would not have occurred to me had i not just watched superman and then was getting ready to watch superman too but i was like they already made it it's called superman <laughs> like he takes his glasses off and it's like oh you're the greatest hunk in all the world <laughs> that's so funny that's but yeah so that's, that's so true something to look forward to <laughs> it's also starring a tiktoker i saw you gotta gotta go where the kids are that's at, I guess. I, yeah that really made me go oh okay yes i'm very old <laughs> yeah um i'm trying to go through any more of my notes i like i said thing, i really like the part where she commits suicide <laughs> yeah so both of these movies i did not like margot kidder that much oh i, thought, I love no. her she's the best I, part i didn't no this is you're my wrong she's awful this is my problem what if it was karen allen instead because that's what i kept thinking like i wish this was karen allen yep better movie uh, better character I agree. I love her. I thought she I was right. the I think best she part pulls, of it. I think thinking about like she pulls off being mean so much better. Like Margot Kidder was just mean. She's but just I don't not think a nice. That's Margot I, Kidder's fault. The, the the stuff she's being again. I don't know. Her motivation is so unclear is because you can't. If she knows he's fucking Superman, then why is she still pretending like they're two different people when she's whenever she's mean to him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, when that, Clark walks in and she's like. No. Um. Oh, uh, fuck you, Clark Kent. She's about to jump out a window. <laughs> Dude, I like... think Margot Margot Kidder on set of Superman and Superman Two should at least have the knowledge in her head that she love that Lois Lane loves Superman, and she's just not. She's just being a dick. If she thinks Clark yeah. Kent is Superman, she's just stopping a dick. But to him. that's not her fault. <laughs> the movie wrote the the script had those lines in it of her being See, a dick but to I him. Think, I think. I but I agree with Mike. I think if it been, I think if Karen Allen's doing that, just thinking about the way she treats Indy or whatever, like early on mm. in that, like you can tell that she's angry at him and she's being mean to him. But you know that she. Loves I love him. Karen Allen, and I'm mm-hmm. sure she was go. considered for this role. But it is absurd <laughs> to me to lay this problem at the feet of Margot Kidder. Like, no, <laughs> I'm good with it. She cannot rise above material that does not understand the character, and she yeah no, was not, spunky I, I and just... gorgeous and. I think she, you know what I think she sells more than Karen Allen? Karen hmm. Allen's not jumping out of a fucking window attempting suicide in order to prove that that's somebody's true. Superman. Margot Kidder is fucking insane. <laughs> like, there's yeah. something there that's like, this is a crazy lady. And so I believe yeah. it and I enjoy it when she does shit like shoot her coworker. <laughs> <laughs> I wish well, she the, hadn't said it, it was, was a blank, although that was like a yeah, nice okay. reveal. I'm like, just actually shoot him, dude. Yeah. She's crazy. Um, and she's so brave. Also, she's make... so like, you know, she wants to fucking get in the mix and fight people <laughs> i love her it didn't make sense that when she's like but it was a blank because it's like he would have felt it i don't he think so have. he's superman he doesn't even feel getting hit by Dude, a bullet he doesn't even, you see you watch the other kryptonians when they're like shooting at them they're just like yeah. <laughs> standing there <laughs> like they don't give i do a like fuck. when terrence I liked when Terrence Stamp, like, he just got, like, a machine gun from somebody and just kind of had some fun, like, shooting. Oh, that, yeah, we both were like, that's cool. (laughs) Like, there were a couple things. He was cool, and there were a couple things that they did as those guys. Like, I laughed my ass off that every time the lady saw a patch of some kind, she had to rip it off, like, a medal or something. She had to rip it off the person. And then I noticed, like, holy shit, they're on her costume. Like, she's just putting on the patches. That rules. That's so funny. And then, like, I kept saying, like, he hates these flags because it's like this guy hates these these guys. Just they hate seeing a flag. (laughs) They hate seeing anyone else's, like, stars and bars or whatever like it's that was a really funny sorry andrew go ahead 
No, the only thing I was going to say about that, the, the scene where she shoots him, is that Superman is supposed to be faster than a speeding bullet. But he couldn't oh, do like it. he could have dodged it? Because What's that, that would prove he was Superman. I mean, either I'm just saying, I mean, either way, he acts right, but that's the nature of her gambit is it's a catch 22. He can't avoid the bullet without proving that he's Superman and he can't stand (laughs) in front of the bullet without proving that he's Superman. That's why shooting him is such a good idea. So maybe she just so, so maybe she doesn't, maybe the reason she uses a blank is like just like on the off chance that she's wrong or that she, well, I think it's that if she missed (laughs) because (laughs) I would. It is really God. That is so funny. But that that I love. That to me, I can understand that being too goofy for some people. But it's like that's the logical end of the stupidity of her not realizing he's Superman. Like this, these are the kinds of experiments she should be running. And I just like that version of the character just being like a fucking crazy lady because she's in love. And it's also like super. I wish they just explored more that like that's kind of what I mean in like my version of this movie. Um, is like the real like her realizing that like she kind of can't be in love with superman because like she doesn't fucking know anything about him or hang out with him really you know like Mm -hmm. yeah they don't like there's something interesting in the idea that like he's just really strong and hot and she likes that but there's not this is not like a deep connection at all it just makes her feel very special obviously to be superman's gal but that doesn't mean girls always go for the jock yeah. that's what i learned from <laughs> <laughs> um did you know um that john ratzenberg used to be a snack <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's so oh, yeah. cute in this movie oh my god um i also loved it was weird it's like they cast that they cast was he at nasa is that where he was yeah so they cast nasa like exclusively from like chicago police officers from what i can tell because like (laughs) everyone at nasa has the thickest chicago accent that was adorable (laughs) also somebody named michael shannon is in this movie (laughs) really found yeah he's like one of the president's guys name is he's in the next one right yeah the next one we're watching no or man of steel oh yeah man of steel um okay yeah cool okay well i have gone through my notes do we have any little stragglers i have so many Mm, i'm trying to the most important little stragglers oh that guy on the moon first of all the guy in the spaceship the blonde guy first of all what a babe i I also (laughs) want to say i think this movie like the all of the like third tier like one line actors all had like very interesting faces and very like memorable like they were cast really well all the like side actors in this I felt or a lot of them like the characters in the small town and things like that and the newscast were like there's just like a lot of people that I you know I don't know good interesting they made a lot of hay of like their one line or whatever um yeah but that guy and it's not just because he's on the moon, but holy shit, that guy was like the Sam Rockwell of 1980. If like you go walk back and watch that scene, <laughs> that guy is so um, Sam Rockwell. Um, Interesting. That moon scene, Jesus Christ, that was so crazy. It looked like absolute dog shit. It just looked like mm-hmm. it was covered in foil. When the 
like everything it reminded me of john carter because it's like oh when people fights in zero gravity are actually or lesser gravity are actually very boring <laughs> like, yeah. like everything's just slow and stupid and they're just like like those are the flimsiest fucking spacesuits like all i have to do is flick his oxygen tube and it like detaches from his from his spacesuit it's so stupid um, there are four villains in this movie. Um, oh, I mean, barely. I would yeah. say barely. The hologram thing when the guard walks into their cell to Lex's cell was really cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. That when was cool. he walked like in and they just disappeared, I was like, what the fuck? And then you see like the projection on his back. That was very cool. Um, as I said, I talked to my mom and my dad and was like, did you guys see this in theaters? And my mom was like, yeah, but I don't fucking remember. And my dad said yes and he said he was kind of like he was really into like old movies at the time so and and he kind of resented that like Christopher Reeve like just came out of nowhere and was such a huge hot deal and then he also said in like the year I Superman one not Superman two sorry and because I was just trying to figure out like what did people like about this because it's I was like truly just the flying technology and my dad said, like, the year before I'd seen the greatest fantasy movie of all time, and it cost $11 million, and this one cost $55 million, <laughs> so, and looked, you know, not nearly as cool, so he was pretty, um, not really into it. He was like, it was fine. Um, Wait, I'm, I might be getting the timeline wrong, but Flash Gordon wasn't one year before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, what did funny. that cost? Like $30 million or $40 million yeah, or something? Yeah, something like that. Crazy. Um, the, um, the lady who plays um, Lex's friend was kind of funny, but holy shit, did that seem like they like how Madeline Kahn was not available or something? Like she, she was would have been good, yeah. totally they also just they also just eject her from the movie. Yeah, <laughs> actually, that's something I didn't mention. I did. I forgot to write it down in my notes. But Lex Luthor just disappears at the end of this. Yes. He, he yeah. just like presumably he, says he unintentionally the... helped Superman. So he's good to go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, no, but he says something like I've got some other trick up my sleeve. He just and kept, he kind of turns. He walked out across the <laughs> North Pole. He, yeah. He just runs away. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that was odd. He just disappeared. Also, I was a little disappointed that Ned Beatty just dropped out. He was just gone because he couldn't get it the It made me kind of sad how screwed yeah. he got. He was good in the first one. I liked him a lot. Um, also, I feel like yeah. you get a character like that in a superhero movie, even if the superhero movie tries to play it pretty straight, like a Marvel movie or something. Like, mm-hmm. I like having like the little goofus in there for the kids. And it doesn't have to be like Jar Jar Binks or something, but just kind of like, I feel like that's as a kid, like there's several movies where I liked that character. I was like, you know, it's good to have like a little laugh mm-hmm. or, you know, something in your comic book, your serious comic <laughs> book adaptation. Um, another, just like another thing of like people not realizing, not thinking Christopher or Clark Kent is, can get it is like when they're outside the hotel room and that dinky little bellhop is like, do you need help carrying <laughs> oh, yeah. this woman over the threshold? And I'm just like, oh, hell yeah. it makes me feel crazy. <laughs> like it really, I hate it. So can much. you imagine? Can you imagine such a if, gaslighting like... thing to do to your audience? <laughs> I know. Yeah, but can you also can you also just imagine some dude like asking you to if you if you need his help to carry your wife? Right. It's so like, shitty so in the first place. Weird. But like 
There's a whole movie about this bellhop being some weird <laughs> hotel perv. Maybe when people it's that, uh, look at Clark Kent, they don't yeah. see what we see. I don't know. Um, Lee and I weirdly, I said out loud at one point, this is like Rocky and Bullwinkle. And Lee said, I was just thinking the exact same thing. <laughs> that it's like Weird. so, like, the, I think it was like the Niagara Falls thing. It was like so oh weird that was another thing that kid and i yeah. know it's a comic book movie but that that is the he dumbest falls. kid of all time I know. yeah and his parents I are know. terrible and then he falls for like 45 seconds well, and like, <laughs> they have... everyone was fine apparently until he fell because like lois right. is aiming her camera possibly taking a picture of him i don't know because she doesn't like yeah. she doesn't like look and then see she's just like oh shit and it's like yeah. Okay, so it was fine when he was just like, ha ha, like, you know, yeah. hanging off the side of Niagara Falls. That... But I like I that, that kid falls long time. enough for me to watch like a hundred out of shape, out of out of shape people run like 50 <laughs> yards. Yeah. <laughs> and she also so says in that scene where he's like, he says, I, get, I don't know, for the 90th time in the movie, like. Huh, probably thinking about Superman, I guess. And and she goes, oh, you know me, I've got a one-track mind. And right now my one-track mind is thinking I want a hot dog or something. And it's like, well, then that's at least a two-track mind. <laughs> and, then, and hot dogs become a recurring motif in the film. And then in the last scene, she asks him to go get her a pizza. I'm like, guys, screenwriting 101, just make it a hot dog that she wants. Like, then you give some implication, like, oh, she's somewhere deep in the recesses of her mind. She remembers this weekend of having hot dogs with Superman. Like, <laughs> and then, like, he, then, then in the next scene, after she asked for the pizza, he shows up to that diner, and Lee was like, wait, it's nighttime now, and did he offer pizza just so he would have an excuse to go to this diner and i was like no this is a different scene this has nothing to do with the pizza in the previous scene but it's like <laughs> but you he's right to ask i know like <laughs> clark kent leaves the scene to go get food and the next scene he shows up at a diner but it's not right. at all related to the previous scene <laughs> it's so crazy uh this was very fun um yeah it's a strange film ha did lex strange assembly did lex luther go to the fortress of solitude in the <laughs> previous movie no. no, I don't know how he knew about okay, it. Okay, that was also yeah. my question. Yeah. How the fuck did he, he know well, where he, it was? They kind of talk about it. Like, they say that, like, he disappears from people's radars, basically, as he's always going in that direction. So, oh, this okay. is so that's what's is. funny to me, too, is it's just like he talks about going to the North Pole, and it's as if they think so. Is he going to the absolute North Pole? Imagine going to, <laughs> uh, the like, going, what is the, the, the Arctic? And then knowing exactly which, you know, 5,000 square foot patch of ice you need, you need to get to. <laughs> so that's the other thing is it's just like the, the destination is, is, is so clear mm -hmm. to them. It's just yeah. like, we go north and we'll find it. <laughs> um, oh, also 40 minutes into the movie, Lee was like, wow, that kind of looks like Marlon Brando. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> that's a yikes especially yeah. since we've already seen marlon brando in the movie oh numerous no he meant marlon brando yeah huh? that's what i'm saying I'm yeah saying we've, we've seen, seen him we've a seen, lot he's a, it is established that marlon oh, brando yeah. is in the movie but he oh, just yeah. didn't realize that it was marlon um yeah. let's see oh i always find it very mean in movies like this <laughs> where they make the woman so bad at her job like 
where she's a fucking Which investigative one? reporter assigned to Superman and she's dating <laughs> Superman and doesn't realize he is her coworker <laughs> who works yeah. at the same little desk that she does. Like, it's just like, well, if you're telling me that like Lois Lane's supposed to be like a smart, like crack reporter, but then you're showing me that the fundamental like <laughs> it reminded me of me Joe Black where the doctor is fucking death, except at least that movie knows that that is an upsetting reality. Some kind of like uh, where some kind of moment where she realizes it and it's like in the usual suspects, like the Kaiser Soze moment. <laughs> yeah, like. They mm-hmm. just flash back to all these points in, in the Superman 1 and 2. Where always, that would have been pretty great. That would be uh. so funny. Like, the moment he shows up with Niagara Falls. And, I mean, yes, she eventually is, like, in the next couple of scenes, she's like, well, why does Superman, why is Superman in Niagara Falls on the day that I happen to be here? And it's like, yeah, yeah. bitch. But before that she's like sad that he leaves without saying goodbye and so it's like well do you understand what's going on or do you not i laughed at uh so this is planet houston that was funny um yeah that's very cute also if you do watch another one of these movies think about how christopher reeve sounds exactly like kermit and i think you will enjoy yourself (laughs) a lot more um Oh, I liked how the girl supervillain had like slices in her sleeves and her pants because she's the girl supervillain. Like they're in the exact mm-hmm. same costumes, but yeah, you got to see more of her upper arms and her upper thighs. Uh, yeah, we we all agree that that is nice. Oh, so cool. then once she proves that he's Superman, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, so obviously now he's not going to act like such a nerd as Clark. But then sometimes he still does. Like, he still is kind of acting as Clark. And I'm like, well, why? Because now the person he was mostly trying to protect with that, like, knows that they're the same person. So, again, just a real lack of consistency. Oh, popping a champagne bottle is the least impressive thing I've ever seen Superman do. That part where he's just, like, holding it and the cork comes out. And I'm like... And the blowing, so much blowing in this movie. Why yeah. is there so much blowing? Also, the funniest thing to me, consistent thing throughout, is that people react so nonchalantly to the craziest shit. And I understand that this is a world where Superman exists. So maybe there's maybe the intent of that is to be like, these people do know that there is at least one Ubermensch like in the world. Um, but Yet the movie keeps putting in shots of people reacting like the super villains like bust into the office and then they show the editor just literally just being like. Like he like, <laughs> hmm? like looks around, uh, w- uh, what's this? And it's like three guys in weird costumes just like exploded your office. And they do that like when the truck guy, when like super, when the bad guys are like superheating the guys, I don't know, whatever that thing is, fuel tank, I guess. And the guy is like in the truck and he's just like huh like they keep putting in reactions like i'm supposed to like these people are supposed to represent how crazy this is but they all just are very blasé about everything also i've never is there another superhero movie and lee pointed out Watchmen, but i don't think that counts where people have sex any of the marvel movies isn't there uh scarlett johansson and jeremy renner in avengers or something they are not together They're not. I would no. say, um, uh, 
what's it, Tony uh, Tony Stark having sex with Leslie Bibb's character at the first in the first there, movie? Yeah, but he, I don't think he counts because he's not a superhero, really. All right, oh, sure. Okay. And so you're talking like an actual in Guardians of the human. Galaxy, like Pratt is having sex with the, like a green lady or whatever at the very beginning, but that also kind of he's also not really a superhero. But like we never like. Have we ever seen like a Smallville um, with Sonic the, you're Boom? You're talking about the you just Sonic Boom when they have sex. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but in no, this movie, I don't think so. They they had sex and they like that's cool. Uh, <laughs> with no Sonic Boom. And I do, you but know it, what? it does make you wonder. You know what I think the closest is? Having just watched it, friggin' Twilight Breaking Dawn Part One. <laughs> you are right. That's, that's the, clo- the closest. That's certainly the closest thing to the Smallville Sonic Boom. Yeah. I think that I that I can think of. Um, yeah. So in that in that movie, Mike, he Ed Edward is a vampire and his wife is a human and having se- and he has to be super careful having sex with her because he'll kill her and like they make good on that. Like he's like he's like got his hand on the headboard and he like snaps it in half and like she's got like bruises and shit all over her the next day. It's like. R- it's like nuts, and like they nice. show like what he what they did to the bed, and it's just like splinters. Mm-hmm. Oh, I also <laughs> thought it would be funny is if when when Superman when Clark goes well Superman goes into the thing and like he's losing his powers. If he came back and he looked like Steve Rogers before he got the serum, and then it would yeah. make it would make sense for everyone to treat him like he's some like shrimpy, shrimpy yeah. dude. Um, yeah, I cool. guess they didn't have the technology <laughs> <laughs> at the time. Yeah. Oh. The best line of the movie is when I think it's the president goes, oh, God, when he's having to kneel and Zod goes, Zod, like, corrects him. That fucking ruled. I love that. And I did get we There was some enjoyment to be had from Terrence Stamp in this. For sure. Um, The other two I really didn't need, but um, I guess they needed someone to talk to about snakes or something. (laughs) I don't know. yeah, and I was so excited too in the diner scene where when it was clear that this guy was going to pick a fight cuz I was like, "Please let me see human-powered Clark Kent beat the shit out of this guy." Because I was yeah. kind of thinking like, "Oh, he finally doesn't have to pretend to be a fucking weakling anymore because she already knows, so he can just like beat the shit out of this dude." And then it was just like, "Turn it off, please. I cannot take this." It could have it could have served a similar purpose too. Like, what if what if Clark Kent does beat up this dude and then walks out and is just like, oh, my hands are all fucked up. Uh, exactly. I'm exhausted. Uh, like, I just, I, I don't, I, this is actually very, very difficult. Or he feels yeah. morally like that was, because it's not like Superman goes around beating up mortals all the time, <laughs> you know? So, like. That's. But that's the thing. They ruined that with yeah. him going back at the end to beat that dude up. Superman yeah. would never do that. No, you're right. They could have had him struggle, but I don't even think the Superman win. in this movie yeah. would do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Um, mm-hmm. Also, like, on to that end, I would have really liked to have to have seen him beat Zod without his powers, which, by the way, he could have done. Because the way I mean, he, he basically ends, did, but the, exactly because he's just standing there. But it's like, what if that was like Superman in his Clark Kent street clothes, having to like 
so, through human means like trick those guys into because I mean they don't even really want to kill him. They only want like it's satisfying to them, I think, for him to lose his powers because yeah. they just hate Jor-El and they want to humiliate Jor-El. But like if Superman having to figure something out again, maybe that's like a Peter Parker storyline and not a Superman storyline. But mm-hmm. um, it's like it just would have been such a more satisfying like character evolution. I also liked when Lex said uh, when Zod asks Lex what he wants and Lex just says Australia. That made me laugh. Then they kind of put a hat on a hat by having him later add Cuba to the list. Um, But that was funny. Um, Did John Williams not score this movie? That's what Lee said. He. Like they used. He did. In this, in this version, he is credited as the, uh, composer in the richard lester cut he bowed out Hmm. so like they had asked him to come back and he watched an assembly of the movie and was like yeah i can't do this and they don't know if it was just like oh is it like allegiance to richard donner or what but he is i don't know if the music is just copy and pasted here um from the first movie Mm -hmm. or something there were some very strange cues i will say that yes yeah then that's been noted um, but I wonder, yeah, I don't know if they just used enough of his music and pulled the other guy's music out. Um, the, the soundtrack from the Richard Lester cut, I guess is a little more jazzy. So, <laughs> yeah. So there's that. Um, it's also very strange that like, so there, the, we see like the Washington, monument destroyed which means like those guys are in dc and then we cut to the president's office and Mm -hmm. that guy is showing him what is i guess like a previous broadcast of the stuff that those people had done in that other small town and it's just it's really seems far-fetched i know it's a fucking stupid movie but like why is the president still in the oval office if there are people who have explicitly said they plan to like (laughs) force the president to kneel to them and they're in D.C. destroying the Washington Monument. Like, why is he just sitting in the in the Oval Office? Why, when they do the gambit of, like, this is the fake president, is the president still in the – the real president is still in the room when that's happening? If it's a movie about people flying, like, why didn't they go into Air Force One or something? I don't know. It's so dumb. And the, the White House is apparently made of fucking Swiss cheese. The, I know they're strong, but it's just – that scene, there was funny stuff in it, but it's just – Again, like none of this, it's like there's a line between, I liked some of the scenes of like them in the small town and then them, the scene in like uh, Metropolis where like cars are getting blown around and stuff like mm-hmm. that was cool. There were some really cool effects in there, I thought. Yeah, um, I did too. It was kind of fun to see like a movie done so like practically, I guess, that that kind of destruction. Um, but it was such a line. It seemed like they were trying to establish a world where people like they're kind of make trying to in a way, give you a sense of like, this is a world where superheroes exist. So like this kind of shit can happen. And New Yorkers react kind of like the Sam Raimi Spider-Man's or something where like, you know, people are like, get him Superman. Or I liked the part where once he leaves, they like, or maybe it's right before that, where they start attacking the, like the, the citizens start, advancing on the bad guys like that's a cool moment but then like superman just leaves so um 
it's just very inconsistent in the world that it's trying to establish. Um, I also, I guess I'll say my final, my final note is, um, why can't Superman have a girlfriend? Because the movie says he can't. That's it. Is that the only reason? That's the only reason. Oh, even- I feel like Batman plays with that. Like the Batman movies play with that a lot better. Right. I mean, I I can make I up the reason that I think he well, can't yeah. have a girlfriend. But I just went through the first four Batman movies a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. And like I kept thinking of those when I was watching Superman one and then the Donner cut of Superman two. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean, but I agree. It's like, that's a trope. Like we know why yeah. we know the story. Right. Yeah. So that's like, like that's like a thing. Like Harry Potter can't have a girlfriend. Like any guy who has a bad guy after him. Well, it's like can't me have a girlfriend. in my twenties where I was right. just like, I was such it's a too super dangerous. cool dude that no women. Would, it's yeah. too dangerous for Mike to have a girlfriend. Um, right. Yeah, but the movie doesn't like bother to establish that. Also, Ebert gave the theatrical cut, uh, theatrical cut of this film four stars. Really? Yeah, I, yeah. I'm curious to watch the theatrical cut, but I've already spent like four and a half hours on these movies. That's mm-hmm. how I Plus felt. Like after time. after watching this, I felt like, man, I should watch the first movie. I should watch the original cut of this. I should watch the third movie. The first movie but is long. Yeah, I just don't have, I don't have, I don't have the strength. I think. Yeah. It does. It makes me. It makes me disappointed because, like, I feel like there is, like, a really good story. It's in there. With it's the, just, yeah. Within he didn't these shoot elements. enough in the movie. He didn't shoot enough for this to have happened. There's just not enough in, there's not enough material. I just uh-huh. really like the angle of, like, the movie ending where it began, the possibility that she does remember, but she knows that she can't, like... Well, that's your what, headcanon, what I think. you're saying, like that that soup the the tension between like Superman needs her not to realize he's Superman, but also really wants her to realize that he's Superman. Like mm-hmm. all that stuff is like I I could very much enjoy a movie like that. Um and I mean, in a way, Superman Returns <laughs> has some of that shit in it i mean that. arguably that's the entire movie right and that's probably why it's my favorite superman movie um but yeah the elements <laughs> were there and it was just such a, it was such a baffling watch because it was just truly like wow people used to watch some movies so my little stragglers are i only have two so i'll be very quick but um zod has telekinesis when superman doesn't i don't understand that very strange. He what did he do? The gun. He superheats the the deputy yeah, shotgun and, and then and then floats it over to himself. To yeah. me, that again, that's just like he floats that big rock or piece of yep. the building too. And so Superman can't do that. No. So and the thing is, is it's like that's actually fine, but don't tell me in the beginning of the movie that there are three super people who have the. Ex- exact same powers but as superman I, I thought the whole point that yeah. the whole reason that superman has powers on earth is because of the sun and pre- it is which they establish but then presumably all kryptonians would have those same powers that, that is that is what the movie literally tells us okay yeah <laughs> yeah the movie literally says those things and then but that's the thing is it's just like i don't think any of the people making this movie cared about it or wanted to it, when you when you have such disregard mm-hmm. for and it's not about like 
it's not about staying true to the comic book or whatever. I don't like give a shit about that. Uh, if Superman wants to go around killing people, that's fine with me too. Um, I think it's just, it's, it's like, it's treating it as if it is a lower piece of art to be in its, mm -hmm. in its foundation. Right. Well, like it's we just, don't have to bother with like basic movie making rules because this is just a dumbass. This is yeah. This is trash movie. for children yeah. or whatever. It's just it's a disregard for your audience <laughs> to a, a degree. I I cannot abide. Um, the my other my only other stretch. Well, actually, I have two. Uh, one is dude with the glitter vest at the end in the New York scene. There's just like a one of the extras just has a bright like ruby red <laughs> glitter vest. Uh, nice. And I, I love that. I don't know what his story is. Or Only whatever, in but it, New York, but it's not New York. In New York. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then uh, the soldier in the White House who fires off a bazooka in the White House. I know. I thought the same thing. It's like you're love shooting it. a bazooka at a guy six feet from you. <laughs> and, all, and, all, and also, you know what? I also admire that dude's initiative. He's like, yo, mm -hmm. this is not working. We got to try something. Yeah. I'm going to fire this bazooka I got here, so we'll see. <laughs> Some of the oh, action, shit. and, like, I don't know if, like, I don't. I guess I can't be sure if Richard Donner was the one to shoot this, but when they're standing in that small town and there's just, like, bombs going off around them and that building light, it's like, that looks pretty cool, and... Yeah, some of the I think some of the like models and stuff look mm -hmm. really really good. Like I said, that opening on Krypton where you see just the establishing shots and just mm -hmm. the like them standing in that little like prison thing and the way it's lit and stuff. It's yeah, like, it's, we very, like that it's very it's very also it's very like, minimalistic, but it's yeah. cool looking. The end when like the build not the end I guess like the the Metropolis set piece where like the journal like all the building or several buildings have kind of like the face ripped off of them and people are just kind of hanging out like that looked really cool and when the camera would move like from outside that building to like an interior shot out i'm like this looks fucking expensive like it it, sure. it was they were good sets yeah yeah i will say that like using new york as metropolis is totally fine because it's like a normal thing that mm -hmm. movies do but uh I think establishing using the most New York shot yeah. uh, as the establishing shot. Yeah. Like maybe we maybe we go to the other side of Manhattan and shoot it. <laughs> point the camera the opposite yeah, direction. I know, yeah. totally. That is such a good point. And like the yeah. Statue of Liberty is like very central. And then every time like the flying guys would like dive bomb around the World Trade Center, we were just like, Oh, Jesus Christ. Like any yeah. other Yeah, you're right. Like do I don't know. Lower Manhattan, I don't, or or something like that. The city's big enough; you can yeah. do it. It's like it's more just like this. These is are iconic. all the buildings we got. <laughs> exactly. Like, let's see. We'll we'll have him knock the antenna off the Empire State Building. He'll crunch uh, into the Statue of Liberty, and they will circle the World Trade Center like several times. Um, then you know, no one, everyone will just be like, "Wow, Metropolis, so beautiful." <laughs> <laughs> all right, it is time for our cruise minute. My cruise thing was I regularly throughout this movie was like, oh, Christopher Reeve looks like Tom Cruise. That's like, also my cruise thing. Facially a little bit. And then like some of his kind of mannerisms and his uh, uh, gestures and things. I would just say that like um, while we were ramping up for our cruise minute, I did my like news search and um, I found uh, they're, they're just shooting in Norway right now. And uh, they're preparing to shoot in Rome and Venice for MI7. But my i like this uh the intro to this article just 
it's just a picture of Tom Cruise like walking out of a building looking great. He's wearing a sweater. Uh, but it just says it, the opening line is just uh, with an exclamation point. No one breathe near Tom Cruise. <laughs> that was, uh, which I bet is like a I bet is a set mandate too. I bet like, they're scared like Robert Pattinson, you know, it can happen. Protect Exactly. Honestly, I feel like Protect your stars. Give give Tom Cruise coronavirus. Let him let his blood just handle it instantly, and we can then use a small a sample of that vaccine. to develop a serum, a serum mm-hmm. and just idea. cure the rest of the planet. It's yeah. a really good idea. You're probably I mean, right am I the to first call person it a to serum. Think of Is that what it would be? I don't know. Well, it would. Maybe then people will take it. <laughs> oh, instead of a vaccine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, you know they what? Call it, call it the antidote. Yeah. Whatever vaccine they make, I'll take it. Give me. I'll take two. You should sign up for right a trial. <laughs> I've got a coworker who's doing trials. Oh She's, yeah, she signed up to it. Yeah, yeah, get me in, man. And then I'm so then, she, and then I was I'm going drink, back to the drinking movies. out of her cup. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a joke. If if any coworker um, ever hears this, that is a joke. Did did Henry Cavill definitely die in Fallout? He did, right? Yeah, yeah. I remember he got hit with the, the yeah. like hook in his face that like ripped his head off. Oh yeah, so he wouldn't be cute even if he lived. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. All right. Maybe I'll come Thanks back for joining as hook us face. Tonight, folks. Okay. Ooh, that's yeah, good. Mission hook Impossible face. has a lack of like <laughs> like Dick Tracy style <laughs> villain. Even James Bond, like James Bond had like jaws and stuff yeah. and odd job and all that. Alright, I guys, I gotta go. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for joining us tonight, folks. Uh, slow motion triple feature was recorded in an ice crystal cave at the North Pole. Special thanks to our producer Super Lee, the man changing in the phone booth who makes us sound great. If you'd like to contact us, please do so at slowmotiontriple at gmail.com. I usually refer to Lee as the man in the booth, and so I thought I would do... Apparently last night I put something clever in there, and then I bought it. (laughs) That was chock-a-block with with Superman content. Yes, (laughs) I try, you know. At least one of us is trying. (laughs) All right. Uh, Good day to you both. Okay, uh, wait, wait, but um, Mike, the listeners want to know what we're going to watch next week. Thank you, Andrew. I uh, next week we're watching, I guess, also 2006 Super- Superman Returns. I will say it's yeah, to, yeah. I will say this will be interesting because I think the next two two movies really do pull a lot from Superman two. Like okay. there's like Superman like uh, Superman Returns is technically a sequel to Superman two. The, so you can skip three and four, but watch. I'll probably watch. I'll try to watch the Rich, Richard Lester one. There's a four. Yeah, the Superman. Qu- it's uh, the trajectory of Superman movies in terms of their quality is just very, very sad. Basically, the last oh, one. I'm already um, pretty sad. So. The, well, I know it gets really, it gets really bad though. Like the um, the series gets bought by Canon Films. Yeah, Golan and Globus. Yeah, and so yeah. the last, and they 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 let Rich uh, Christopher Reeve direct. I think the fourth one was oh, how yeah, they got yeah. him on board. And it's oh, like weird. really, it's kind of a bummer just to read about. Um, huh. Yeah. So th- anyway, it'll be interesting because I think that these movies, the next two movies really pull heavily from this movie. And I think maybe even specifically this version of this movie. Okay. Well, good. Cool. Then we'll be all set for next week. So, all right. Good day to you all. Good day to you all.